welcome to the Word on Pop Culture podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the creator, editor, and lead writer of the Word on Pop Culture. Please check us out at thewordonpopculture.com for our movie, television, music, and sports coverage. This podcast is recorded through Spotify for Podcasters and can be found pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and rating wherever you're listening from. And we hope you enjoy this episode. All right, welcome to the Word on Pop Culture podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the editor, creator, lead writer for the Word on Pop Culture. You can find us at www.thewordonpopculture.com. And you've already found the Word on Pop Culture podcast. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple, and pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. I am joined once again by my friend and frequent contributor to the Word on Pop Culture podcast, Eric Fulton. So welcome back, Eric. Hey, Julian. Thanks. Of course. And uh, we're going to do what uh, we've done in the past uh, toward the end of the year. We're going to give out some sports awards, uh, best of 2023. Uh, we just have a, a, a few today. I'm not going to get too in-depth with this. I probably won't take too long. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll get us started with uh, what Eric and I think was either the game or sporting event of the year. Uh, and I guess I'll, I'll start out if you don't mind, Eric. Sure, go ahead. So out of all the honors we give out at the end of the year in sports, I always find game of the year to be the hardest uh, to decide on because there's so many great games and events throughout the year. It's hard to keep up with. And if you actually Google, you know, greatest sporting event, it's kind of hard to, to find that way because the internet doesn't really do a great job of keeping up with that either. So for me, the biggest, the bigger the event, the easier it stands out in my mind. So with that, two games that really I had a hard time deciding between were Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles and game one of the World Series between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, I understand why many would go with Super Bowl 57. It was admittedly an all-timer. The Chiefs came back from being down 27 to 21 after three quarters, and they won the game on a field goal by Harrison Butker in the final seconds of the game. But I, I have an admitted bias that we've talked about a few times, and I've read about a few times on the website, toward baseball. So for me, game one of the World Series is going to be my choice. Uh, game one of the World Series is one of the greatest World Series games and finishes I've ever seen. The Arizona Diamondbacks led 5-3 to three going into the bottom of the ninth inning when the home team, Texas Rangers, tied the game up on an absolute blast of a home run by all-star shortstop Corey Seager. And it came off the Diamondbacks' closer, Paul Sewald, who had not given up a run the entire postseason to that point. It forced extra innings. Then on a 3-1 and one count from reliever Miguel Castro in the bottom of the 11th inning, Rangers outfielder Adolis Garcia, who may have had the greatest offensive postseason in the entirety of baseball's history, won the game on a walk-off home run. In doing so, he set a Major League Baseball record for most runs batted in in a single postseason with 22, breaking a record set by St. Louis Cardinals third baseman David Freeze, I believe, in 2011. Uh, it was an absolutely thrilling comeback win for the Rangers. They would go on to win their first championship in franchise history in five games. The whole of the World Series didn't really uh, – 
become what I hoped and thought it might be, but game one of the World Series was an instant classic, and that, Eric, is my game of the year. Uh, what do you have as your favorite game or uh, sporting event of 2023? Well, I got to say that that was, uh, that was an excellent choice by you. Um, I, I really think, um, I mean, the World Series this year was very unwatchable just because of the teams that were in the World Series. Um, but I will say that uh, Texas, the Texas Rangers really deserve to win that series. Um, and I'm happy for them. They finally won um, that World Series. I know they, they came close in 2010 and 2011, but unfortunately lost to the San Francisco Giants and St. Louis Cardinals in back-to-back years. And then getting a Hall of Fame uh, manager in Bruce Bochy uh, made all the difference, and uh, that that was that's great for them. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, and I think that's probably a good thing. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't want to be too boring to listeners and keep picking. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it was Super Bowl Fifty Seven between the Chiefs and Eagles. Um, that was an incredible. Uh, played great. Uh, it's the first time that we had two uh, black quarterbacks starting the same uh, in the same Super Bowl, so that was pretty cool. I actually did an article for it for the Ward, the uh, Ward on Pop Culture, so that was pretty uh, awesome for me to do so. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven was a fantastic game, uh, one of the better Super Bowls that I've ever witnessed uh, personally. I've only seeing maybe close to 30, but you know, I obviously the super, yeah, the super bowl is obviously a lot older than I am, but, but that was definitely one, uh, that was definitely one to remember. And that was, that was one where this doesn't often happen, but that, that super bowl was one where to me, it was no doubt that the Eagles were the best team in the NFC and the chiefs were the best team in the AFC. Now, I don't know if the Chiefs were actually the one seed going in. I can't remember uh, going to the postseason. But to me, there was a no-doubter between the Chiefs and Eagles being the two best teams in their in their conferences meeting up. And that doesn't often happen in the championship series or game. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I mean, now with this uh, with the wild card era, it's like, you know, you can be a team that can um, get on, a, you know, that doesn't have to have uh, the top seed and get on a hot streak. So, um, and now that just, you know, with extra teams and only one team getting a first round by, um, you know, the pressure, if you're the one seed is really high. So, uh, you know, that's, that's really important, but, uh, yeah, Kansas city, I believe, yeah, they were the one seed and Philadelphia, they were both one seed. So that's, um, it's been a while since that happened, but uh, it. Really, I was in game. Yeah, uh, and and I briefly referenced that game before talking about game of the World Series, uh, and th- that would be my runner up, uh, obviously. 
Uh, but I, I do want to throw out another one that, that some people may have forgotten just how great it was. Uh, going back to March to the World Baseball Classic, the championship game of that tournament uh, in which Japan won their third, which is the most uh, WBC titles of all time, over the United States in a thrilling fashion. They won by one run. And that game ended with Los Angeles Angels teammate uh, Shohei Otani on the mound to close the game against uh outfielder Mike Trout at the plate for the USA and if you were in Hollywood trying to script an ending to a championship match uh, there would be no better way than Shohei Otani against his Angels teammate Mike Trout so I just wanted to throw the WBC final uh, out, out there as well do you have anything else that may have come across your mind this year yeah the World Series game one was good I, I would I would I the WBC um, would have been a would have been second on my board over just slightly over World Series Game One just because of I guess the magnitude of how it ended mm-hmm. um, in the WBC. But the really the entire WBC tournament was really good this year. It, it um, and by the way, I don't think I mentioned it. Otani struck out his teammate Mike Trout to finish that game, which I, I know I mentioned Japan won, but uh, that's how it ended with Otani striking out Mike Trout. Yeah, I mean, the only, I guess the only negative that I could say about the WBC is uh, New York Mets closer, uh, Edwin Diaz, one of the better closers in baseball, unfortunately uh, tore his uh, ACL and didn't pitch this season after uh, celebrating with Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, uh, if we don't have anything else to add about the game or sporting event of the year, we can move on to our coach of the year choices. All right. This is one. This is one that I think that uh, it would not surprise me if we did agree on. I'll, I'll let you take the lead on this one, Eric. I'm going to go with Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. Um, the uh, Denver Nuggets won their first NBA championship this season. Um, they were led by superstar Nikola Jokic. They were led by. Um, they also had Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, um, Michael Porter Jr. But um, you know, I know that it's, you know, Michael Malone isn't like one of the more, I guess you could say, household coaches. Um, this point not only, be, you're right, but at this point he should be. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he should be, you know, now that he's won a championship. But I'm, I mean, I, you know, I think if you, if people, if you ask non sports fans, you know, something about Michael Malone, they would have, you know, they, they would be scratching their heads. So, um, but no, uh, I, I think coach Malone deserves this honor. Um, I mean, to lead a franchise that's, you know, that's never won a championship before. Um, that's really something special. So, um, I say Michael Malone's my coach of the year. Yeah. Um, once again, uh, I thought we would agree here. We we did not, and it, it probably just makes things more interesting. Uh, Malone would would have been my runner up. Uh, for for me, uh, coach of the year honor is is usually going to go to a man or a woman who helped lead their team to a championship, but also not usually a coach that was expected to lead a team to a championship. So for me, that eliminates great coaches like Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs and Kirby Smart of the University of Georgia Bulldogs college football championship team. Uh, but then if there's a, a great story behind the coach's success, like a team that was not expected title to a title, 
I think that that certainly helps their case. So for me, the obvious choice for Coach of the Year in 2023 is Bruce Bochy of the Texas Rangers. Uh, Bochy was going to be a future Hall of Fame manager. He already led the San Francisco Giants to three World Series titles in Major League Baseball in the early 2010s. Uh, but 2023 with the Rangers is his greatest coaching achievement. He came out of retirement, which is something that I did not expect at all. I thought once he retired, he was done. Uh, and he took he took the Rangers, who had lost over 100 games two seasons ago, and they lost over 90 games just last season. And he took them, and that team featuring power hitters like Corey Seager, Adolis Garcia, and Marcus Simeon, they all had all-star years. He took that team to a 90-72 and 72 record and the, uh, an American League wildcard berth after tying in the West Division with the Houston Astros. The Astros had the tiebreaker to win. Uh, the Rangers clearly the hottest baseball team throughout the entire postseason. They claim their first championship in franchise history with a World Series of win over the uh, National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, that just happened earlier this month on November 1st, they clinched. Uh, so coming out of retirement to immediately lead a team that had perennially been near the bottom of the league to its first ever championship, that just made Bochi the easy choice uh, for me for Coach of the Year. Would he be your runner-up to Malone? I would say, yeah, he, he would be my runner-up for sure. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Any other coaches you want to you uh, uh, give some props to from the year? Well, I mean, you know, obviously you just mentioned, you mentioned uh, Andy Reid and Kirby Smart. I think both, both of winning. those. Yeah. Um, both having good chances to go on and win a third title. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, um, I got to mention him. Uh, he led the Vegas Golden Knights in just their sixth year of existence in, in the, the NHL. They uh, won the Stanley Cup. That is absolutely correct. Uh, all right, let's let's see if we agree on on, on one of these. Uh, let's let's go on next to athlete of the year. So there are a lot of athletes in any year that could deserve this title more so than any of the other honors that we we're going to give out on the show today. Uh, you have Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who led his team to his second Super Bowl title in his tenure as their quarterback, and Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, in my opinion. You have Atlanta Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr., who had a season unlike any player in the history of Major League Baseball. He stole more than bases. He hit 40. Nobody's ever done that before and won the National League Most Valuable Player. Then you have Nikola Jokic, who led his Denver Nuggets to their first title in franchise history while averaging nearly a triple-double per night. And then in motorsports sports world, you had Max Verstappen, who just today – uh, finished off the Formula One season with a record 19 wins. And they only have 22 races in their season. He won 19 of them. And he clinched his third consecutive championship. But none of those guys are my choice. For me, the athlete of the year is a guy who continues to be the single most unique athlete in all of sports because he can do everything on the baseball field. He's an MVP hitter, and he's an all-star pitcher. He is an absolute unicorn, and he is Shohei Otani of Major League Baseball's Los Angeles Angels. Now, Otani hit 304 this season with 44 home runs and 95 RBI, while also going 10-5 and on the mound with a 314 earned run average and 167 strikeouts in 23 games started for the Angels. Now, these numbers are already massive, but they are especially so when considering the fact that Otani actually missed the entire final month of the season due to injury. Now, Otani is the most coveted free agent, likely, 
history of Major League Baseball. And even though he won't be able to pitch in 2024 due to a second career Tommy John surgery to repair an arm injury, he's going to command a ton of money. And whoever he signs with this offseason, he will make instantaneously one of the favorites to win the World Series, I believe in 2024 so Shohei Otani another fantastic season he's a guy who's been my athlete of the year uh, once before I believe two years ago uh he is once again my athlete of the year who do you have Eric wow that I I did not expect you to pick Otani really really uh, well I mean you mentioned a lot of good I mean there are a lot of choices there are a lot of things you know a lot of players that and athletes that, you know, you just named them, you know, um, Acuna, um, Jokic, Mahomes. Um, surprisingly, and this is going to shock you, I'm going with Max Verstappen. I, I don't blame you, and I, I, I don't blame you at all. And I will let you go on with why you, you have him as your choice. And then after that, I will tell you why I couldn't quite pick him, despite the fact that he had, without a doubt, 100% certainty, he had the greatest season in Formula 1 history. But but tell us why you chose him first. Well, it, the fact that Formula 1 racing only has 22 races a year, yep. and this guy just won 19 of them, it, it's kind of like, how did he do it? Like, it, it, it's, it's shock. Like, I, I looked up the stats last night, you know, when, when doing – you know, when selecting is, it, it, I mean, it was hard. It was hard for me to pick, you know, it was hard for me to decide on. Cause I, I, I was really close to, you know, picking Ronald Acuna Jr. For the season that he had, yeah, um, yeah. you know, in the play, I mean, I know Atlanta got eliminated. Um, yeah. But in the playoffs, whereas my my pick Shohei Otani has never never been in the Major League Baseball playoffs, and I think it's yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy to think that okay, I could have, you know, I, I looked at the regular season body of work, but then I also looked playoff body of work. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think it would have mattered. But Verstappen winning nineteen races in a season, I, I mean, um, I don't think. But again, I don't think anybody's ever going to win 19 out of 20 races again. No, I. It, it's just it's mind boggling because it's like, how does it? I mean, I mean, there's no. I mean, obviously there probably isn't any suspicion of cheating or whatnot. But I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, as, as you know, you're more of the the racing expert than I am out of the two of us. But um, but I, I would say that. 19 wins in 22 races is just it's mind-boggling like it is like it's dominating it's you know just the endurance i mean just absolutely you know crushing it all over the globe you know it's just absolutely remarkable i mean the latest the last person i can think of you know the last people people i can think of in florida Formula One racing that dominated Michael Schumacher. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, for a little bit, it was Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. So I, I just think, you know, Formula One, it's like, man, if you don't have the car to beat the one, 
you, you're, you're probably not going to win. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what, what I'm going to get at with my reasoning for not picking Max Verstappen. And some of this may have to do with, I'm not the biggest Formula One fan. I don't know. I don't know its ins and outs as well as I do uh, other motorsports like NASCAR or IndyCar, which I find myself enjoying more because they're way more competitive. But here's the reason why I couldn't pick Verstappen. Every time uh, Formula One changes a rules package, there seems to be one car that just instantly hits on it and is so much better than the others. And I think we see this with Max Verstappen and his Red Bull Racing team because they're not only winning all these races, they're dominating them and winning most of them by many, many seconds over their, their closest competitor, even, even their teammate, uh, uh, Sergio Perez, uh, who actually won two of the other three races that Verstappen didn't win. So Red Bull Racing ended up winning uh, 21 of 22 races this year, which just shows that that team is, is on it. And you mentioned Michael Schumacher, and you mentioned Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, and I'll even throw out Sebastian Vettel for a while there, uh, a while back. When these guys were winning championships, they were winning them in bunches. They were winning bunches. Maybe not as much as Verstappen, but they kind of hit on this rules pack thing. So to me, to me, when I watch Shohei Otani and Nikola Jokic and Ronald Acuna and Patrick Mahomes, I can see with my eyes that they're the reason why their teams are doing well, or they're, in the case of Otani, they're doing so well, because they're going out there and they're, if not single-handedly doing it, they're a big reason to why uh, uh, they're either their teams or, or, or just in Otani's situation, doing it on both sides of the ball, which does not happen in baseball. When it comes to Max Verstappen, to me, I th- it may be more of his team and his car than actually him. And I don't mean to say that as a slight to Max Verstappen, because there's no doubt that he's got to be a a great motor racer. But to me, I I just can't tell if, if this is that he's by far the greatest to ever be in his sport, or if that car and team just hit on something that the other teams haven't been able to yet. So that's the reason why I chose Otani over Verstappen. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, I mean, Otani was an excellent choice by you. Um, you know, we're both baseball fans, and I mean, what what Shohei Otani has done <laughs> since coming this is at least the third year in a row, I have selected a baseball player for my athlete of the year. I, again, there are some biases involved because last year I picked Aaron Judge, but last year Aaron Judge hit more homers than any baseball player in the history of baseball who wasn't using steroids. And then my pick the year before that was also Otani, who that was his first. Uh, MVP award. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing about your pick at all. I, I, yeah, I think it's I an excellent I pick. Trying to explain to the listeners that yes, I have been picking baseball players consecutively for at least three years now, but I think there's a pretty good reason as to why. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So let's get to uh, what Otani has been. Oh, you said Acuna actually would have been your runner-up, right? Yeah, Acuna would have been my runner-up. I mean, 70 steals, um, 40 home runs. Uh, you know, you think about it. Two years ago when it, when the Braves won the World Series, he wasn't a part of it because he got injured. He uh, tore his ACL uh, against the Marlins in Miami around, I think, June so he never got yeah. to play in World yeah. Series. So, I mean, this is it, – it's a remarkable story for him to, you know, steal that many bases and hit that many home runs on on one repaired 
me? I mean, that's that's incredible. All right, well, we got one more honor to give away on the show, and that is, of course, the the one that I consider to be the biggest honor, and that's team of the year. And this could be a team in any aspect of sports, any of the sports. Um, and sometimes uh, I will give it to an underdog that uh, that kind of surprised everybody and had like a magical season. But usually when I'm looking to crown a team of the year, I'm not just looking for a champion. I'm looking for one that was great for pretty much the entire season uh, in its respective sport. Uh, one that feels like a cohesive unit. Like if you removed a certain piece, the team just may not be the same. Uh, so for me, the team in 2023 that most represents that is the uh, NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Uh, you gave uh, uh, Michael Malone, their coach, your coach of the year honor. I think that was uh, well-deserved. Uh, he led the Nuggets to a 53-29 and 29 record during the regular season, uh, and uh, they clinched the top seed in the Western Conference playoffs. That was the first time they've done that in franchise history. Uh, the Nuggets led by uh, previous two-time MVP uh, Nikola Jokic, along with stellar point guard Jamal Murray, who had missed most uh, or pretty much the whole season prior to uh, due to injury. And then you had just had a collection of nice team players like Aaron Gordon, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and more. Uh, the Nuggets went through the Minnesota Timberwolves, then the Phoenix Suns with their with their big players, uh, with Kevin Durant and uh, um, um, uh, Devin Booker, and then uh, the Los Angeles Lakers uh, with LeBron and Anthony Davis on the way to winning the uh, uh, West, and then in the NBA Finals, they defeated the Miami Heat, who were probably the hottest team, period, in the postseason, but they defeated them in five games. So, Nuggets were clearly the NBA's best from start to finish last season, and I think uh, they deserve to be honored as the team of 2023 as a result. Uh, are we going to agree on this one, or are we going to uh, differ on all these? Uh, we're going to agree on – I'm going to agree. Uh, the Denver Nuggets deserves to be the best team. Um, I mean, this is it's special to win your first uh, championship, no matter what sport. Obviously, Texas Rangers – also won their title for the first time. So, you know, it, it, it's great to... Like I said earlier, the Golden Knights, too. And the Golden Knights, that's right. So, I mean, we had... Of, of the of the major sports, we had three first-time winners. I mean, I, I can't remember the, the last time that that's happened. Has it ever really happened? Has it happened, you know, ever happened? So, I think that's really special when it, you know... It's like, it's amazing. But um, I think Texas, yeah, Texas Rangers would have been second on my list. Um, I know that, and the only reason why Texas would have been is second is because they did go through the wild card. They didn't win their division. But they, I mean, you know, to get through a 100-win team in, uh, in the Orioles and then knock off the defending uh, world champion at the time and and your in-state division rival Houston Astros, that's uh, that's really special. So uh, the Rangers would have been my second choice, um, but I have to go with the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about the Nuggets? Uh, no, they're talent. I mean, they're really they're, – they're team-oriented basketball. They're a very good-oriented basketball team. Um, you know, Nikola Jokic is incredible. Um, and he's basically born of the NBA, the way that he passes as a big man and can pretty much do it all. 
Yeah, he's pretty much the point setter, as most people would say. He's just so good. Um, but um, it was it was a it was a very good sports year. Looking forward to twenty four. Yeah, I am too. I hadn't really thought too much about a runner up team, but now that I'm thinking about it, now you. If I had to pick a college football team, because it's so hard to dominate in college football year in and year out, especially now with the playoffs, uh, and, and they also play in the toughest conference in college football, the uh, Southeastern Conference. Uh, I think if I had to go with a runner-up, I'd go with Bulldogs team, back-to-back championships, and are still uh, undefeated in the number one team in college football. Yeah, I think that's a great. Yeah, that's a great runner-up for choice by you. Yeah, it's been another great year of sports. 2023, typically the, all, all years of sports. There's so many great sports out there. It's going to be a great year in sports. Uh, so uh, these are, I think, great choices by you. I hope people enjoy both of our choices for all these honors. And I can't wait to um, to get to another uh, great year beginning in uh, 2024. Uh, so thanks for joining me, Eric. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll have you on again uh, uh, in 2023 or not. If this is uh, if this is our last show with you for this year, I want to thank you for your years worth of work here on the Word on Pop Culture podcast and on the Word on Pop website with your with your writing well. Uh, and I'm sure we'll continue to have that uh, throughout uh, throughout the future. So so thank you uh, so much, Eric. Yeah, no problem, Julian. Thank you. See you and happy holidays to everyone that has that has supported the word on pop culture. We're looking forward to 24. All right. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. You too.